Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sif Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today from behind the mic is Tim. Good evening. And we've also got Filippo. Oh, hello. I'm back. <laughs> How's it going? You both good? I am very good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm good as well. Just a uh, nice weekend board gaming. And then, uh, yeah, back to work tomorrow. Oh, I saw that. That was a hell of a lot of board games you fit in. Yeah, no, my fr- my friends are yeah, serious board gamers, serious cat owners, serious gin uh, drinkers. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of good board games. Um, but I'm on on call over Christmas, so that was kind of my Christmas weekend. Oh well, I've finished now till next year, so just wanted to rub that in. <laughs> but you can bring solo games to work. <laughs> no, that, that's that's not what you guys do. I mean, I can't, because I have to sit in front of everyone and they'd see me. Yeah, but if you don't acknowledge them... (laughs) (laughs) My whole job is to acknowledge what they're doing, sadly. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be brilliant if I didn't have to deal with anyone. Anyway, um, so tonight we're going to be... Obviously, we're going to touch on the uh, the AMG stream. Um, Probably not too much, because, you know, we don't actually know what's happening yet. And mainly talk about Filippo's project that he's been working on. Ooh, yep, yep, yep. With one big, big disclaimer, it's not my project, it's our project. Now, sorry, this, may, yeah, you, this may sound as, you know, cheesy, but <laughs> it is really a communal effort. Like, and obviously there's loads of people behind the scene between, like, Operative people actually doing things while I'm here being all funky and clowny <laughs> and uh, actual supporters of the project. Like, technically, I can define you lot. <laughs> I, I hope so, at least. Oh, yeah, of course. Especially, yep. I like seeing all the, uh, the little posts that we've seen of people doing. Yeah, I mean, I I was in uh, the group chat to start with, and then uh, for some reason I just thought it it got a bit quiet, and then I, I looked back and realised you'd all moved to Discord, so I was like, can I have an invite to the Discord, please? Uh, and, and I did then, wonder why you hadn't answered people asking you things. Well, just... well, this is it, and then there's a there, in the Discord there's a pinned thread uh, with a spreadsheet for everybody to put their contact details in, and someone's already put my contact details in, so I was like, yeah, was oh, great. okay. <laughs> Everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna do more, but I was scared about spelling people's name wrong, so I stopped. <laughs> I think we owe some context to the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to sort of give you a little pitch before we talk some more about it? Because I know you've been practicing. Uh yes, I've been practicing <laughs> kind of naked in front of the mirror. Nah, that's not true. <laughs> Careful. I'll have to leave the podcast and have a moment to myself <laughs> to think about it. um so like where do you want to start do you want to first address the latest news and then we'll delve into i I think we should start with the amg news because i don't think we're gonna we're not staying on that for long um and then it gives us time to actually talk about things so obviously i'm sure everybody watched the stream um Mm. i mean i didn't i'll be honest because i don't like i don't like the streams um I watched the start, and you know, with with the chat that was going on and everything like that, was being quite um, a bit negative um, because you know there's a lot of contradictions, and uh, and I, I just like you know what I I'm just going to turn it off, and I'll um, 
you know, chill out, do something else because I've been quite busy with work and I'll just read through the post afterwards because I think I've said this before. For me, um, I don't tend to worry about new edition changes until the rules are in print. And, you know, it sounds like they're a long way off yet because they've, well, I, mean, I suspect the core concepts that they've chatted about in the stream are probably here to stay, but they've still not. I think they've said like that they're having to push this back now to they've said early 22 sort of January February but it could be further than that because they still need to balance points they still need to balance um some pilot abilities because obviously with the changes to the rules they're going to have to make changes to that and yeah who knew, who knew that that's uh, you know quite a big undertaking um so obviously you know it's never... that's massive undertaking well no no, I, no absolutely so when they when they said that it was going to be end of this year it was never going to be the end of this year um, because you know they've got they've it's not a, a an update to the rules it's essentially a new edition um so for me i was just like well there's no point me getting worked up over the oh we're going to we're going to simplify the game by changing all this and then adding extra steps um you know which is one of the amusing things that i saw in the first 10 minutes at which point i turned off um you know i'll read the rules when they're in print and play the game from there oh that's i honestly think in hindsight, that that's the not the best attitude, but maybe the only attitude, because the whole community has been, I would say, basically speculating all over this stuff for uh, two good months now, maybe more. No, maybe more than three months, because everything kind of started with the first mini extravaganza live stream where they hinted at some stuff. Uh, uh, at this point, I'm genuinely curious to see the whole layout. Like, I, I don't want to be dismissive of the topic, but to me, it feels that even trying to compare the new X-Wing game system framework to the former, we could say, X-Wing framework, it it's kind of unfair. Uh, as you said, it feels really different to me. And yes, we can compare actual mechanics, but inevitably the outcomes will be completely different. Be it for the sake of fairness, being easier to explain to new players. They Seemingly they love this expression of lowering the skill floor while keeping the skill ceiling intact. I, I am not expert or a good player enough to actually <laughs> at this point because despite working in change management i've realized while being culprit of being extremely salty from time to time i've not been good sport from time to time apologies people that in this case i am in fact extremely resilient to change i am in fact one of those companies that i really hate when i have to consult for them <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's uh, secretly hates change, though, don't they? Let's be honest. It's, I would say, it's part of the human nature. Yeah, but that, yeah. let's not get too philosophical. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I think, like, I think that's the thing as well. Is uh, we, we, you know, we have talked about it previously. I think the way the communication's been handled is, is frustrated people, and I think that's added to a lot of the frustrations that's obviously boiled. Because the only place people can talk about this is on. Facebook, Reddit, you know, social media. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like you t- they talk about um, obviously uh, lowering the floor um, to encourage players. They they talked about um, you know uh, bumping and how uh, so they want to lower the floor, make it easier for people to take part in the game. But now, if you bump friendly ships, you're going to take damage, and that just seems bad for trying to get new players in and sort of teach them how to fly. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be flying a tie swarm for a long time if that if that's a rule. Um, Coward. Well, <laughs> I mean, should we uh, should we actually say what some of the changes are as well then? Because you've sort of touched on them. So just just briefly, yeah, um, broad, broad strokes we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, obviously, we're adding. They're going to be adding in scenarios. Um, I don't think they've actually settled on what they are. If I'm right there, uh, from what I've understood, there's like I've read the cliff notes. Thanks, I think Alex and Travis for. <laughs> giving everyone the Clifford notes <laughs> on the live stream. Thank you. I think they settled on three or four four scenarios. Was it and they, present, they presented one of them. It was assault on whatever satellite, secret base, fantastic array. Some, the name was something like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a bit of a mad name, isn't it? I <laughs> I, I was honestly, I was watching with one eye, uh, <laughs> keeping the other eye on the phone, and chatting with my very patient significant other. Like so, yes, I was paying attention, not too much. Uh, so I'm, I'm not honestly, I'm not really in the position to overly criticize what I've seen. That's no problem. I mean, it's quite. So intri- got- I was going to say quite interesting for the scenario oh, play because I think one of the scenarios, or the scenario, sort of it, uh, rewards you for being within what they call the control zones, and I believe is an AMG X Privateer Press. Uh, yeah. so it's some of the Privateer Press studios, and that's a very um, that's very much from like Horde's War Machine sort of steamroller. Uh, it was the uh, organized play kit uh, for Horde's War Machine. And controlling zones was it was very much a mechanic of that, and I believe Marvel uh, Crisis Protocol has the similar sort of game mechanics. Um, I've only played a couple of games. Yeah, I, I haven't played much as well. I've played a few games with Michele and others at Miniax, and they mainly have like two types of missions where like you either extract the objective of, or capture the objective, and these are the nature of said objective changes from scenario to scenario and that works mm. I, I do have a afterthought inspired by uh, Giovanni Di Rauso, you might know him as Raviolo uh, I assume not all scenarios are going to be about physically controlling areas of the board and objectives but he pointed out I'm not I'm not fully sold on the system of objectives just because you are basically forced to move. So ships have to move. And how big can these control areas, like how big they have to be for the controlling ship to comfortably control it in every situation, like to to make it fair. So th- that's something that he like tossed at me, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that, that's clever. That's that's a good remark. I'm sure there's a million counterpoints and counter arguments that people definitely smarter and better at work <laughs> than me 
we will throw at me, but that's the most basic thing that I thought about. Like, we are forced to move. How can we... Yeah, because you can choose not to move in other games, can't you? I'm I'm not really sold on the scenarios, but I'll wait and see. Um, I do like that uh, X-Wing doesn't have scenarios. Um, I, I play other games for that. But- yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, so, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, Peter. I was just going to say that you know, it's something that always attracted me to X-wing was it was dogfights. You know, it was very simple, just sort of pick up and play. Um, and I believe also with the scenarios, we're going to get scenario points. And although you c- won't necessarily win by scenario, like like claiming the objectives, it will obviously impact the game. And I think something to do with was it something like for every. 10 points or something like that of or there's gonna be points based on ship damage as well um so it sounds like there's a bit more calculating so it'd be interesting to see how you know launch bay next and other uh you know like yasby um come up with their calculators for working out end game scores well you talked about launch bay next have you seen the new update it's beautiful yeah it's fire yeah it's very nice but um i think the I think that Bryant Francis summed up a few good points. And I also think that we shouldn't wrap our heads too much around these proposed rules for the moment. Because mm. the developers were the first to say, guys, we're working on this. They're going to be ready on such and such day. I think they said end of January or February, something like that. In the meantime, do not play with these rules. Or uh, like... <laughs> variation of this sentence because they, they clearly stated we're working on them they're not finalized this is what uh, they said something like don't play with them these are not final or this is not everything so you can't get the full picture and again being culprit of being extremely salty before and honestly <laughs> feeling feeling frustrated by the content drip since September 5th or 11th, whatever they was it. At this point, it, it, it's the only logical thing to do. Like, let's see what's going on, and uh, I'll definitely... Re- I have to reserve my judgment until I see the full deck. Because it, it would be unfair to anybody else I'm having a discussion with. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm, like I say, I've, I'm holding off until I see the rules because I might like it. I just don't know, do I? Um, I think I've cut out. Yeah, I can still hear you. Oh, right, sorry. I just couldn't hear anything back. It's like it cut out on me. <laughs> we, we, we were intently listening to you. I don't believe you. No, it, it's because you know what my internet's like. Sometimes it just it goes dead quiet and I'm like, oh, it's done the thing again. Um can't remember what I was saying. I'll just quickly list off the last few things that we've got for the new um, update thing. So obviously, if you bump your own ship, you take a damage. Um, do you roll for a damage? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I've just Are... posted up the bits. So I'm just trying. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I know, I know the rock one. I, think, I can't I th- remember. I th- the no, I think, one. I think, I think if if uh, anyway it overlaps, depending on whether you overlap a friendly or enemy ship. Overlap a friendly, roll a red dice, get a hit crit, then suffer damage. Overlap an enemy ship, if not stressed, may perform a focus or calculate action, and then skip the actions. Oh, bumping yourself isn't as... I thought it was, like, straight away damage. 
I mean, obviously, have to wait and see, won't you? Because it's still we'll pretty likely, isn't it? But like, if I fly my Tie Swarm, my Imperial Tie Swarm, without shields, and you tell me there's a fifty-fifty chance <laughs> if I self bump, I'm going to be doing damage. Uh, I don't want to self bump if I can help it. Yeah, I guess you don't really want to fly swarms that want to be flying in formation, like something like the droids. You can be a bit more loose with anyway, can't you? Um... Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, like so. I mean, a lot of what the droids do, it's all either forward or hard turns which can be a lot easier to sort of uh, fly in formation. Uh, like with the banks, if you don't do a sort of staggered formation, um, if, you, if you're just like in front, you will clip. Um, and then, yeah, it, it will, will make it a lot trickier. Um, but that's it. Like if, if there's a 50-50 chance that I'm going to take a damage, then I don't really want to do the self-bump. No, especially not like I've played you where you bump your back row mm. into your front row. Now, what they'll probably say is, well, that's exactly what this rule's designed to counter. Yeah. But then, you know, you know how easy it is with swarms. It doesn't matter what swarm it is. You know, you have that first engagement, and then the second, third, and fourth turns after that. It's just an absolute cluster. You know, especially when it's swarm <laughs> on swarm. You've got ships bumping all over the place. Um, uh, I, yeah. I'll have to say that the... Again, I said that I'm not in the position to judge said rules, but in this specific case, I think the problem is not the proposed rule. I think it's the scale of the consequence. Mm. So, uh, I, I always praised second edition because of its additional granularity. Mainly from a squad building point of view. Having 200 points means that you can have more granularity in the point values to have a more refined tuning of the price points for balance reasons. Um, I've stated in the past more than once that I wished that they would also double the stats of the ships. Say, so an X-Wing would roll six red dice, four green dice, have double shields and double hull. Now, this mathematically may be horrific, but the idea of having more numbers, uh, like a, a larger scale, would allow more flexibility, in my opinion. Again, I could be terribly wrong, so please correct me if I'm terribly wrong about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, a Janors, range one, ghost. So that'd be what, 12 red dice? <laughs> yes. Or would, but, the, or would the ability still only add single dice then? Yes, <laughs> but those 12 red dice would be thrown at a six-hull TIE fighter. Yeah, but I, I wonder if target locks... And, no, uh, that, yeah, no. It's, 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 again, you know, modifications, mathem yeah. Mathematically, it would be possibly a nightmare. Again, uh, I didn't yeah. make any calculations. I'm just thinking about the numbered scale, you know? Yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah. That would have allowed, for example, like we now have TIE Fighters and TIE Interceptors both with three hull. If the scale was a, a bit different, maybe the Interceptors would have four hull, or they could easily have one more green die without being completely, uh, completely possible to catch. Mm. Anyways. Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> on, on that train of thought, just like this is absolute th you know, theory and dreaming, 
uh, double decimator list. Can you draw enough cards to actually kill both your ships? No, obviously the, the damage deck would the damage deck would have to be different. <laughs> I know, be, I know. I'm just like suddenly my, my my mind started racing as I go. I can't change the damage deck because I really like the holder I've got and it wouldn't fit well, bigger cards. It, yeah, and yeah, I'd be very I'd be very sad. <laughs> I have an easy solution. I'll buy you another damage deck holder and you'll go around with two damage decks. Yeah, just stick stick one on top of the other. Just double everything. Now I could just put all the crits I don't like in one. <laughs> exactly. Just... I've seen people do that. Uh, uh, sorry, where, where I was going, I lost myself. Yeah. Uh, the problem with the scale of the consequence is that, yeah, everyone has brought up the TIE Swarm scenario because TIE Fighters have three hull, and if they bump, they get one damage for sure and then possibly another damage. The problem is not that you get the damage. The problem is that for one mistake, you could lose one of your ships. Yeah. And that's a bit too harsh. So again, the problem is not the rule, it's the consequence of said rule. Uh, one commenter on the UK Facebook group pointed out that in his understanding, I think his name is... Tom or Todd or Ted, sorry, I can't remember your name. He pointed out that in his understanding, AMG is struggling a bit with X-Wing simulating a three-dimensional space in a two-dimensional environment. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, it was it was a, a guy called Ted. I don't think I've seen him post a lot around, but with... Yeah, so basically, I think that was what he was sort of suggesting is that where the asteroid token is doesn't necessarily mean the asteroid's there. It's the space around the asteroid. And so when... when uh, Maybe the asteroid's a bad example because you can't show it. Say the debris field, for example. Um, so now they're saying if you land on the debris uh, token, you can't shoot. Well, it's not the fact that the debris's there. It's because it's, it's the evasive action that they, they take to avoid the debris field. Yeah, you, you are not crashing into the asteroid. You are scraping the hull of your spaceship to avoid the asteroid, hence you take a damage. Hence you might take a damage. Hence you, you are stressed because you're flying inside a tiny debris field. Bumping ships, they're not actually crashing into each other, hence necessarily causing damage to each other. They are flying really close to one another, and if they are one on top of each other, they, they can't shoot with their front cannon. Like, th that's how X-Wing, in my understanding, has always simulated three-dimensional space. While other games, such as Wings of War, used to add or remove pegs to simulate the 3D space, X-Wing had this kind of dumping down of the third dimension that honestly, to me, always worked pretty well. Ted pointed out that maybe the developers are kind of struggling with this concept, maybe being used to either ga other games where you have an actual third dimension, where you have stuff to escalate, where you have heights covering your minis. This, not to say that they are bad designers, don't get me wrong, is maybe a matter of habits and 
mindset. And that's the difference between an actual free movement war game and a highly codified game like X-Wing, where the maneuvers are standard. Yep. And we'll also just touch on the, the obstacle you touched on before. So now when you go over an obstacles, you take a damage from an asteroid, then roll a dice, um, hit crit, suffer another damage. Uh, debris, you gain a stress, roll a dice, hit crit, suffer damage. And a gas cloud breaks all target locks, you gain a strain token. And then you roll a red dice, and on a hit, you gain an ion. On a crit, you gain three. Um, I actually like this for the obstacles. Um, I sometimes felt that you could get away with just blasting over. I'm okay. I'm okay with obstacle changes. Like I, I think I was discussing this with Marcel Manzano, and he sent me a message saying, "Hey, hey, like, have you have you heard about the gas clouds?" And I was like, "No." What happened to the gas cloud? Yeah, they removed the evade, so they're now not an auto include. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Fair enough. Uh, I'm not mad about the obstacle changes, but the scale of the consequences again, a bit off scale. Mm. No, it's a, yeah, so it's a, it's a, yeah, a good po- uh, point to make. Are we um what else have we got yeah. to talk about? Uh that's rule changes. I think that's it really. Well it says um, yeah, no half points for ships anymore except that one scenario called chance encounters. I think that was something to do with like for every ten points of ship you kill or something, there was something to do with yeah, so ship points destroyed divided by ten equals scenario points. So I mean, I don't think we need to worry too much about that because I, I imagine that's yeah. not in like, It still play- sounds like it's in the works, doesn't it? Yeah, playtesting, everything like that. Um, tractor beams can't put people onto obstacles. Uh, which... Oh, you, you can't fire on any rock. Yeah, any, any obstacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Ah, the tractor change. Sorry, the tractor change. That's... C- can we stop one second on the tractor token yeah. change? Because what has changed is that you cannot anymore tractor stuff on obstacles, right? Did, mm-hmm. did I get that? Uh, okay, that's something that I'm. I can say I don't really like. Like, I didn't like the original change to the tractor token, and now the tractor token is even less useful. Yeah, you know, actually, this is you know, this comes actually straight back to your comment about you know the scale of the impact, which was the the problem with the tractor beam was the Nantex. So it wasn't necessarily that the the tractor was the problem; it was the fact that you had five Nantex all with tractor beams, and that was the problem. So what they did is they they hit the tractor beams and and changed the ability there, and then they also uh, hiked up the points on the Nantex, and so you didn't see the Nantex anymore. So they they then broke, <laughs> well not broke, but they changed the tractor beam for everybody, but then priced out the list that was really sort of abusing that mechanic. I mean, apart from, you know, your five quad jumper list, uh, which, you know, we occasionally see around, but it doesn't have the same impact that, you know, the Nantex it, did. It's like when I played four lambdas. Come on, it's a joke list. <laughs> Tim, Tim's a big fan of the lambda. Well, I'll say, yeah, all, all the cool kids fly four lambdas. <laughs> oh, 
I'm sending you pictures of the <laughs> of my lambdas. I'm literally doing it now. I just scrolled down, and all I could see was pictures of uh, Star Wars cookies or something that you put into the. Uh, oh show. yeah, because I'm. I've just like, seen them. Because <laughs> when uh, when you heard the door opening and closing, uh, like Anna swung by with a plate of uh, cinnamon cookies. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Gotta got keep you uh, keep your energy levels up because I think um, I'm not sure if we, we we spoke whilst we were recording or not. Uh, but you were up this morning. You're on the Midwest podcast, was it? Yeah. And then you're going to be on GSP in a few hours as well. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> my day has been hectic. I woke up at three a.m. because uh, the Midwest Scrubcast invited me to talk about Chain last night. Um, but then we already lined up this podcast the day before and then i got in touch with dion and dion said hey like instead of coming over the, on the 27 just come over on the 20th time zone is fine <laughs> and i'm like okay okay three podcasts in a day i can i can okay that icon is amazing oh i didn't do that i didn't do any of those kudos, <laughs> kudos to giovanni bosio uh my I would say my personal painter. He did all these ships. For me, I love them. I used to play those four lambdas for quite a long time. And the golden one got me stopped at TSA in the US. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when I went to the US they, they looked through my bag and they went, What's this? And it's my my X-Wing stuff. What are you going to are you playing a board game? And he went, Okay, go on through. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, nerd. Just go. <laughs> he, he, he looked at you and thought, "Yeah, this guy's dodgy." And then we were like, "I'm coming, I'm coming to America to play board games." He's like, uh, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my face! <laughs> Wait, they um, at the border, they were sure to take away that very dangerous boar salami that I brought for Matt Holland last time. (laughs) But then they let me enter the country with plastic spaceships. Mm, (laughs) Suspicious. Extremely suspicious. (laughs) I think the the last thing probably to touch on with the AMG stream was that um, they clarified a bit more about the range zero. So what they're now saying is that if you overlap an enemy ship, or, or um, I think friendly or enemy, but if you overlap, you can you can engage at range zero. So you don't get the benefits of range one unless most of the ships that have an ability to engage at range zero now. So I'm thinking of like Zeb crew, Oiken, Arvulcan, just sort of off the top of my head if there was anybody else. Um, but they will essentially be allowed to engage at range zero as if they were range one. So they will get range one bonuses. Um, it's primary only. Um, and it says when defending at range zero, enemy cannot modify your defense dice. So I'm not quite sure. Probably Duke, so I, Duke I can't stuff. like Duke your yeah. defense dice. Uh, and... <laughs> I, I need to see this written in full. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And and they did also mention as well, so they, they said, oh, you know, what about intimidation? And they said, well, intimidation is going to be banned. But this comes into this whole, st- like, standard and extended, uh, or standard and, I um, can't remember what they call it in, um, oh, what do they call it in uh, magic? Uh, it was type one, modern, 
uh, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, yeah, we've got like modern and, and eternal and all these sort of things. Basically, it's all to do that with what... It's the, it's the ban, ban list, essentially. So what they're saying is that the standard list, certain things will be banned. Uh, they can call it new hyperspace because it's basically the same concept. Yeah. Like, what what was hyperspace if not a ban list? No, absolutely. <laughs> and that, and yeah. that's it. And, and X- Nobody played it. Well, not nobody played it. It was the fact that, <laughs> like, so Magic will potentially add a few cards. Like we're talking a handful of cards to a ban list every six months. Um, whereas Hyperspace was sweeping. You know, we we would have, and it would bring ships in, take ships out. It would, you know, and so it would change what your faction did. And if you were like a one or two faction player, suddenly your favorite list may just not be viable. And then those players didn't enjoy hyperspace because of it. Um, whereas now we might end up with a bit of everything's uh, a lot more stuff is allowed, but there'll be certain upgrades maybe that are banned. I don't know, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm holding off my big judgment until the rules actually come out. Yeah, because um, again, at this point, we're we're speculating. Like, yeah. We do not know if the battle list is going to be three cards or 300 cards. So I know it's, it's maybe a stupid remark, but seriously, the best thing at this point is waiting. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, I, I completely get what, why people are upset and why some people are saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to play the game if, if these rules, because we, we've played X-Wing for an awful long time. Uh, we enjoy the game. We're very passionate about it. And we can make up our own minds based on this information if these deci- these new changes and decisions are, are good or do we like them. But what I have said to people is that you're not being forced to buy anything new to try them out. So you don't have to sell your collection. You don't have to buy anything new. You don't have to spend any more money on it. But you could still play the game. Yeah, especially like on this... Insta-selling your collection, that's something that uh, it troubles me because I would never do that. Like, um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm too material and too attached to my ships, <laughs> but that's something that I've invested a lot of time on. And maybe it's that I cannot understand the, 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 the dismay, the disbelief, the disappointment in some players. But... And no, that doesn't feel right. Like, don't don't immediately sell your collection. Like, take a deep breath. I'm not but, saying that you should or should not like something, but take a deep breath. If you consider yourself at the level of investment in the game, where you are ready to make such an instantaneous move, maybe it's a good moment to take a deep breath, and as Dion and others said, like, reconsider a bit your relationship with the game. Like, reconsider how much you are invested, reconsider how you want to move forward. And if that's the conclusion, have a blast. Go play something else, it's completely fine. Or keep playing the game, or keep playing another game, or play whatever game makes you happy, it's completely fine. But impulsive decisions, sometimes you may regret them. I know how I feel. I've still got all my 1.0 stuff. Um, I can't manage to get rid of it yet. <laughs> I do, if they change cards, I do hope. I know they said they do a lot of 
print and play stuff, but I, I do hope they just make an official load because I can't be bothered printing them out. I'd rather just buy the redone cards. If they take the same approach as Marvel Crisis Protocol, where they say they're going to reprint some updated characters and stuff, they also say there's going to be, uh, at a later date, a retail pack. Yeah, so that's good for me. I- I'm okay paying pocket money for some updated components. Yeah, I'm okay to pay that, I don't mind. Like, if, I, if it, if it don't helps, want to lessen the confusion. Yeah, I certainly don't want to be printing my own stuff. I can't be bothered. No, 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 no. I don't play X-Wing to play arts and crafts. <laughs> That's why Jason paints my ships for me. <laughs> because you're a show-off. That's why, because you're a show-off. And Jason is really good. It's because he's much better than me. <laughs> I've got one ship that I did, and it's awful. And it stays in the box. <laughs> now you're being harsh to yourself. Uh, you've obviously not seen it. Anyway, let's move on to something a bit more. Like that we can actually talk about more that we know the answers to. Would you like to talk about the project that many people have been working Yay! on? <laughs> the Chain Initiative. So you might or might not have seen this post that me, Oli, and others have made all over the internet, all over your favorite discords, <laughs> about uh, the current state of the game, how the last two years have been objectively challenging to gather people in a room and play some X-Wing. Like, if I find somebody contradicting this statement, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be a very fun time. Uh, let's say that we managed to gather a bunch of like minded individuals, and by a bunch, I mean a lot of people all across the globe, to work together on something to support not only the X Wing community, but the Star Wars miniature and tabletop games community at large. Um, as I said, these past two years have been pretty challenging. A lot of people has missed dearly being at the table playing with their friends, but in some games it happened that people kind of lost the drive, kind of lost the interest, resorted to online play, but in the end, I mean, not much changed. Maybe people put the games kind of on a shelf, took a break, uh, again, re-evaluated their relationship with said games. Instead, the X-Wing community specifically and the other, like, Legion and Armada communities have, I would say, have literally thrived these last two years. Uh, Content creators have been pummeling the community with events to engage them. Uh, This last summer, as you may have noticed, we have a 450 people tournament that spanned across four months <laughs> called the XTC. The... Ne- never heard of it. Nah, nah, never heard of it. Some scrubs. <laughs> um, the... All the major and minor content creators have provided events for the community on all time zones, at every day, weekly, bi-weekly, during the weekends, and people responded really well this content. Therefore, uh, we took back from a drawer an idea that was kind of pitched to me by a friend, Tommaso Landini, he has played in the XTC a few times, that has a very monumental experience with Blood Bowl, another miniature board game. Um, Long ago he proposed 
to kind of create a portal that could tie together the community, give them, give them additional resources, but mostly, and that's the genius, that's the genius part that then kickstarted the whole idea, to integrate and offer the, and offer the play community an integration of all the tools that we already have available. Because if you notice compared to other game systems, X-Wing specifically has a lot of tools that actually support players, from squad builders to tournament organizing resources to single player campaigns to literal artificial intelligences like the one developed by my good friend Joe Masilotti. Ciao Joe! Congratulations, I know you guys are having a tiny Masilotti and I'm really happy about it. Uh, <laughs> um, literal AI driving your adversaries on the table. So we said, let's try to put this all together and thus Chain Project was born, dubbed by Jan, <laughs> Jan Switzer, and he said, we should, we should introduce something like a unique player identified identifier and call it like the code that Boba shows in the Mandalorian, the chain code. And then it all kickstarted from there. We have developers on board, we have media creators on board, content creators, players, TOs, local mentors. And it's a really exciting time. I just wanted to add that just in case it's de- this isn't a splinter group, because um, I know I've heard it asked a couple of times. It's not going to be a splitting of the game. Um, yeah, that's the that's the most common question we get asked. Yeah, I just want to get it out there straight away. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. That's that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Um, Elliot himself asked. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> half an hour ago, and that's a completely yeah. fair question. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a completely fair question. But the answer is simply, is simply no. Like, while pitching to ourselves the project, you know, and uh, ping-ponging ideas to each other, we started defining what the chain initiative is and what chain is not. Like, to put it simply, it it is a mean to tie together all the data generated by the X-Wing, Legion, and Armada community uh, and to engage the community itself by offering people as many tools as possible, as many resources as possible, collated in a single place. Uh, this because there's an industrial problem with these games. This industrial problem is tied to IP limits, experienced, sorry, IP limitations experienced by the publisher. The publisher of the game, developer and publisher, in this case being AMG and uh, Asmodee North America Group, they will never be able to promote all the content created by the community with their own means, because obviously they have to respect some sorts of contracts. They uh, may have difficulties managing sensitive data, such as your position on a global player map, or the date and details of the event you are organizing. If you remember, at the latest System Movement series, the crew, specifically me, at the entrance, asked you to fill GPDR forms, right? Because you were asked to opt in or opt out the uh, publishing of the ladders 
in the room. So there's all sorts of intricacies that company, companies now have to face. And by offering to the players the possibility to register to a single collated central portal with the options to opt in and opt out to determine uh, data requests, like I think we can give to the play community a very useful tool. Now, to go back to what Chain is, we hinted some of the main features. Uh, we already talked a bit about a central resources hub. This is meant to help both new and veteran players to uh, immediately find and refer to their favorite X-Wing tools or Legion tools or Armada tools and all the content that they would want to consume. Do you have an X-Wing craving? No worries, we're going to have a live updated feed of all the content creators that will be... Um, that will be joining the resource hub. Uh, we're gonna have a shared and global, possibly coordinated calendar tied to a visual map to find your the closest tournament, be it online or face to face. That's what I'm uh, really looking forward to. That that's the yeah. best bit for me. Like I am, um, I was saying this exact same thing last night on the Scrapcast. I am surprised that year 2021, nine years after the publishing of this game, not every playgroup at large, and I could say country or continent, has a shared coordinated calendar. Because these last two years we have seen so many events overlapping, and at a certain point people had to make choices. This Sunday do I attend this or that? This week, do I do this league or that league, or do I go to work like a normal person? Uh, <laughs> no one really wants to go to work, let's be oh, honest. Oh, jeez, work sucks. <laughs> if, you have, if you have a new job for me, I'm open for offers, please. <laughs> well, if they didn't pay me, I'd stop going. <laughs> um, we want to have a central a central archive for all the resources you could imagine. We are going to start rolling out forms rather soon, I hope by the end of the year, to collect all the useful links and material that you could ever imagine wanting for your favorite game. So if after listening to this podcast, you are developing your own alternative contents or custom expansions, or you run a podcast, you run a YouTube channel, a Twitch stream, a variety show on Star Wars Legion, or uh, <laughs> tutorials on how to repaint your ships, we want to get in touch with you. Not because we want to control the content you create, but we would like to give you another place to show your work. And if showing your work to the whole crowd brings you one more viewer, one more listener, somebody that supports your work, then we are golden. We are really happy. Because you are putting your efforts in the games we all like, so we are doing our best to bring you more people. Yeah, no, I think you know, it all sounds really good. And I think that was the, sort of the big thing is that a lot of these things have existed independently and all you're looking to do is perhaps try and provide some sort of 
like sort of umbrella to sort of bring bring them all in and and support each other uh, and i think that sort of is is really good and then you know adding tools and developing tools around that like i mean i've locally have have been uh, ever since i saw the you know tabletop to uh being used at just play games in liverpool i brought that back to element games in stockport and i've been using using that there and i've always been very keen for people to upload their list properly because yeah. then people can because like people look at tournaments certainly the big tournaments and they want they're interested in lists who's who's flying what what's doing well and then you take that on a step further with like uh, pink brain matter and you know uh, lots of all the different blogs um East fortress the midwest scrub blog itself like there's all sorts of data generated by a single event yeah. that is currently readable by players but in all different places so why shouldn't this be kind of all in the same place why shouldn't these data be readily available in all the different aspects. And if I may, this brings uh, us to, I would say, another issue that we are trying to solve. You referred to Pink Brain Matter and MetaWing and List Fortress and all these amazing tools that experienced players use to understand the metagame, but also that new players are pointed towards to get their first grasp of what the metagame is. This goes for X-Wing, this goes for Armada, this goes for Legion, this could go for any game you like. Uh, With these tools being able to talk to each other to interoperable data formats, there could be a certain degree of confusion caused by people slightly changing the nature of their accounts or maybe changing their email because from time to time it happens there's people who likes to use their company email for ttt for certain events and maybe using their personal email for their local league for whatever reason is completely fair um these kind of jams the algorithms that define meta trends for tools such as Pink Brain Matter and Meta Wing and uh, List Fortress. Kudos to Gold Squadron Podcast. In 2020, they introduced something called the GSID. And this is where the Shane Initiative revolves back to the adjacent experience of Blood Bowl that we were talking about before. Uh, The GSID is defined as a unique player identifier that players were asked to add to their name on on Tabletop TO. This would allow the organization to better track their performance and also store the data that they agreed to share when enrolling for the tournament. Uh, this was used very well by the Gold Squadron crew to, you know, hand out prizes to record who was getting an invitation to the what was that Coruscant final, right? This year, was it Coruscant or Alderaan? Uh, Alderaan, yeah. Alderaan, yes, the Alderaan, the Alderaan final this year. So it all had some sort of useful aspects. 
Issue is, when people started adding the GSID to their literal name on TTT, all the data being read by the other tools kind of got dis disgregated. It separated because if up to one day this player was Team King, the day after he was Team King GS111. And for the other tools, these two Team Kings, they're not the same people. So we had a talk with Dion trying to understand how the GSID was used and we agreed that we could take it to the next level, like power the GSID up and develop something like the chain code, a unique player identifier that would bind together all your X-Wing, Legion or Armada accounts. You would be identified by that single number and regardless the game you play, the event you attend, the tournament you play in, what you do would be kind of tracked. You can obviously opt out of this system if you are not interested in it, because we all know that players have different levels of engagement towards their games. There's people who enjoy the whole full-fledged X-Wing lifestyle, and there's people who just want to consume some content and have a Sunday game with their kids. Whether the level of engagement you have, this could be a resource for you. We aim to give additional drive to the competitive crowd and to better provide resources also to the less competitive crowd. We want to give a place to find all your epic campaigns altogether, all the player-created scenarios for you to play to death with your friends with a beer. Like, this is the spirit of the initiative. We would like to help players uh, fix their tabletop game cravings and to connect and network people as much as possible. That's, yeah, I think yeah, it's it's good. I think like you know, I've I've been involved a little bit with the NAF, uh, which is the Blood Bowl uh, sort of world sort of organization body. Like as I say, involved. I've been, I I played Blood Bowl, so I'm aware of that. Um, also, I've seen it in like 40k warmer fantasy and stuff like that, where people have done sort of rankings and bits, but um, certainly nowhere near the scale of the sort of the community engagement or uh, content creator engagement. Um, so now that's that's very exciting to see, and certainly as a you know, I I am a competitive player in so much I I like a competitive challenge, which is why I I play the games. That's why I go to tournaments. Um, so these tools and sort of bringing them all together in sort of under sort of one sort of project sounds really interesting. Well, I, I'm glad for the feedback and I'm, I'm glad you like it. Uh, obviously, this is something that we are proposing to the community and will obviously need some support to make it work. Uh, if I may send a message to the players, to the local mentors, to the local community leaders, to the community leaders at large, to the store owners, and to the content creators, and by content I mean literally everything, whether you have a podcast or you make alternative customized gaming components, be on the lookout because we're going to issue these forms out. We would love to get in touch with you so we can have 
the content you create in this repository. Uh, why all of this? I have focused so much on this uh, holochron, this gigantic holochron of Star Wars miniatures content. Uh, if you have been playing X-Wing, like, honestly, people, uh, I use X-Wing as a term of comparison because it's of the three systems is the one I'm most comfortable with. And it's the one that's been longer on the market. So if in the last nine years you have played X-Wing, you have seen that first the community was thriving around forums, then around blogs and websites, then Facebook groups, then came the subreddit, then from there, everybody and their mother have a Discord server. <laughs> so this gives loads of opportunities because everybody can choose their favorite place to discuss. X-Wing, but this also maybe clashes a little bit with the different levels of engagement and willingness to use social media and tools from different people. Therefore, we said that creating a sort of aggregator, is that a word in English? Yes? Yep, yep. Yeah, creating a centralized hub, an aggregator for all the content and capable of physically linking people to the closest playgroup, community, club, or store would be the best thing that we could do in a moment where we are steadily, like we are progressively but steadily returning to the actual tables after two pretty difficult years. So with, um, with uh, everything that's going on as part of the chain project, um, there's, uh, I suppose, from a very basic term, you'd call it rankings. Um, but um, I believe that you're, you're looking at it from a different sort of point of view, I think. Was it uh, tracking player performance? Yep. So um, I think Ollie would be the best. Ollie and Jan, actually, together with Tim Hilton, would be the best people to discuss this topic. So I highly suggest also to invite them for a follow-up episode. Um, rankings is always a topic of very heated discussion because sometimes it's seen as kind of an elitist spoof to you know rank people and their performance and just say that i am better than uh such and such because they didn't classify in our understanding we are not really talking about rankings as in creating a ladder to determine determine who's the best player of them all uh it's more of a mean to give drive to those players interested in a highly competitive experience say um in my mind that please bear with me i'm a completely illiterate in terms of technology so i know that jan and adam and the others will do something about this they're gonna use some magic technology to do this um i see this as a way to give drive to people because we all have played quite a lot of video games i would say and we might have noticed that a lot of horizontal video games slash board games experiences such as Magic the Gathering Arena, or Hearthstone, or um, what is that, League of Legends, or any FPS, like first-person shooter video game, kind of has this feature of ranked play where you 
play to obtain achievements, where you play to get a virtual medal, where you play to rack up points that could or could not be a sort of currency to get your aesthetic improvements or have a donkey puppet on top of your head if you're playing Fortnite. Jeez, that's a bad game. So, yes, rankings is an extremely loosely used term. So... No, we there's no aim, I would say, to create a ladder of players, because that, that would be no use. That would be maybe detrimental for people, because what is the incentive for player ranked 1 million to strive and be number one? Actually, they may, they may be discouraged from doing so. So... <laughs> Uh, we're looking forward, uh, honestly, with the help of the community. If you have ideas, toss them at me. Uh, send me an email, send me a message, ping me on Discord, call me. Call me after office hours, I'm fine, I'm GMT plus one, just call me. Uh, we look forward to develop a simple system to give an additional drive to people. All of this has to go hand in hand with mentoring and supporting both event organizer and prospecting community leaders. Because there's prospecting players, but there's also people willing to be good advocates of the game and show the games to other people. To be a local community leader and maybe host a demo night in their favorite shop who is still not selling X-Wing for whatever reason. Maybe this could be uh, the occasion to... uh, branch out a larger playgroup in another city or maybe have a newly uh, newly born playgroup in a store that up to now only had maybe some very regular casual play. So we look forward not only to support players, whether they are competitive, casual, epic, scenario, mission, 1st edition, 7th edition, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition is the best edition oriented. (laughs) Uh, we look forward to make people play not by literally organizing events for them because the offering of events for X-Wing is incredible but we want to make people play by getting people in touch with each other and networking people and content creators I think that's one of the best things about it is putting you in touch with your local store. Or even if I happen to be in a different town, I can look at whatever the most active store is and go and find a game while I'm there. Yeah, there's lots of people traveling for work. People who maybe would like to have the spaceships with them. Say, if I'm in London for a three days work trip, I might want to go to uh, Dark Sphere to play. Or maybe... I might want to go somewhere else to meet new people and play. That, that's kind of the spirit of the initiative. We had in Italy a seminal experience with the website I've been running since 2014. We always had initially a player map where every single player was listed along with their club with a obviously random position because I'm not giving everyone's address <laughs> to everyone. But obviously GPDR kind of made things harder, so we switched to a store locator and club locator, and it worked wonders. We always had a shared calendar 
a hint to the 186 tournament tracker. But instead of events being punched in by an Excel spreadsheet, we had a form on the website that I would review the info and then punch them manually in. So these things have worked in, on, on the small scale of Italy. These things have worked wonderfully on the incredibly large scale that is um, Blood Bowl. Similar initiatives have worked wonders for games that are not supported anymore. So just imagine the amount of content that was created and now is not created anymore, such as Android Netrunner or Star Wars Destiny. So we look forward to a very active hub where everybody can consume their favorite content and fix their X-Wing cravings. No, I'm, I'm very excited for it, actually. It's, uh, especially now we're out and about more. And it's, it's, for me personally, the finding the other stores when I'm out and about is really good for me. And thanks for attending my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a planned date, like a uh, start date or uh, A timeline. Yeah. So, uh, Okay, maybe I'm kind of going out on a limb. Uh, so initially this whole thing started, honestly, based on my experience with StarfightersItalia.com, where everything is run on a very basic WordPress system, you know, using some plugins and tweaks here and there with a lot of manual work. Uh, since Jan, Adam, Flipster, and a few other supporters of the project are literal madmen, <laughs> they are developing a very magical system that is overly complicated for my small architect brain. Um, in my understanding, my timeline was to have a draft of the website up and running for beta testing kind of at the beginning of 2022. I, can, I don't know if with what is currently in development, this exact timeline will be respected. But as I said last night, I think that I would say maybe in the first trimester of 2022, a first version subject to public beta testing, because we're going to ask for the help of everyone to stress test it, uh, should be live. Should. Obviously, this is to be confirmed, but to be updated about that, feel free to follow my Facebook profile, I would say, or just check any Discord, because I'm going to spam the heck <laughs> out of everything for the next few months. That's the best way. You get all the best answers, then. Uh, no, the thing is, I do not expect people to come and ping me daily and say, hey, when is this ready? Hey, when is that ready? I'll just spam everyone until they boot me from every X-Wing group. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in advance. Sorry. <laughs> they can't kick you because you you were the, one of the big judges for the uh, Europe events. They'd be scared in case they come up again. We'll disqualify them. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I remember you. You had a nice Discord server. Ah, you're the one that called me a dick on Discord, Dehude. But I haven't played Dehude. No, I would never do that. Maybe. You'd like to, though. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, uh, people that knows me personally 
I like you know I'm kind of a clown. Like, <laughs> so I'm the dummy who danced for five minutes for the whole European Championships in 2019 just to keep them entertained while in line waiting for the prizes. So on a more serious note, it's been two tough years. I know you hear this every day from the newspaper, from your local prime minister, who's let me say it's a disaster. How uh, dare you? I am so upset. Was he drinking? Wa- was he really drinking wine with twenty people in the garden? No, yeah, it, it like- was a work meeting. Come Everybody on. has wine when they're working. Oh, God. Yeah. I've had those work meetings. <laughs> You're Italian. You should know. <laughs> Guys, my lawyer is Bob D. Do you, can you imagine what? Can you imagine what work meetings we have? Oh. My veteran, Cormac, is my vet. So, Bob is one of the best people in the world to go out drinking with. Bob is fantastic. Yeah, one, one time at Nationals, Bob lost his shoes and I fell asleep <laughs> in a toilet. <laughs> Bob's lots of fun. <laughs> Ciao, Bob. I miss you. <laughs> so do I. He doesn't play uh, anymore. Nah, he should play. Yeah, he's, he's out. Nah, he's not out. At times. Um, Bob, listen to the podcast and stare deeply in my eyes. You're not out. <laughs> You're not out. I want my revenge for SOS Poland 2017. So, <laughs> Bob, you're not out. I still have to get my revenge. You kicked me out. <laughs> I hope he's not. I do. I really do. Uh, anyway, he's lighter things. Uh, do you have any other questions about the chain? Because, like, I've talked about the very generic aspects quite a lot in the last few days. I've written about it. But if there's anything specific that you would like to know, just shoot me, shoot me the question. Uh, I will either avoid it or <laughs> dismiss it or <laughs> get somebody else in the call to properly reply to you. I mean, I can't think of anything that I've not... No, I I think, you know, we've sort of probably asked all the questions we've got and and probably the best thing to do now uh, for anybody that's listening to the podcast is, uh, like like you say, if if you're interested, if you've got questions or uh, if you're you're worried about it, you know, ask ask those questions. Uh, You can ask them in many different places, like like you say, either directly or you can go to Facebook, Discord. Know, various different places so this is the time this is very much like you say a community project so you know if you're in the if you're in the community which you are if you play the game um just get out there and ask ask those questions and find out more about it and you might actually raise a very relevant you know point that Back. people behind yeah. yeah yeah behind the project can uh take on board and use to improve the whole thing the thing is sometimes people is shy to give feedback like Guys, I'm not going to be offended if you tell me, like, hey, this idea is... Hey, hey! Like, this is not good. I think that this makes me feel such and such way. It's okay. It's okay to feel... to feel things about stuff. And I think that irresponsibility for any good advocate of such a project is to listen to feedback and internalize it as much as possible. 
So don't be shy. Like, would you mind leaving my email in the show notes? Yeah, yeah. M- yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah let, just uh, send to me on Discord, and I'll put it into the show notes so I'll be, uh, yeah. be able to use. Yeah, yeah, I'll write it immediately because I, I honestly would like people to reach out and tell me what they think about it. Be it good, bad. I'll will I'll promise we'll review your feedback and get back to you. And honestly, if you have ideas or there's something that we clearly missed, and tell me about it. No, I, I think well, I think that all sounds really good, Pifo. So I think uh, we're probably yeah. getting towards the end of the show. So I, I don't know if we want to just do like final shout-outs or anything like that. I was going to say, just do some shout-outs. Um, have you got anyone you actually want to shout-out to, uh, Filippo? Uh, so a very precise shout-out... Maybe, maybe no, but I have to thank all the people that listened to me in the last maybe three weeks, month or so, pitching them this project by getting every single phrase in English wrong, because I was very excited to talk about it, and they tolerated me. So if you have tolerated me for more than 15 minutes in the last weeks, Thank you. I owe, I owe you sometimes and some time and at least a beer. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Any shout-outs from you? Uh, yeah, because I didn't say it earlier, um, but uh, I, I too miss Bob D, and I, you know I'd, I'd like him to come back and play with us. But uh, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I miss Bob D, so shout out to Bob. I'm sure he'll come out drinking with us because, like I said before. Bob is excellent on a night out. Well, maybe um, we'll, we'll get him to the Sift Taker Open as like an emotional support person or something <laughs> like that. Oh yes, I was I'll... actually going to message him and see if he was going to come out for like maybe a beer afterwards or something. He's usually up for a drink. I say if you if you <laughs> if you lose particularly early in in the round, you can go to the bar and we'll have Bob sat there and you can go and uh, moan. You know, moan and, yeah, get get stuff off your chest. I'll tell I'm him there's um, some cheese and he'll be there with a shout. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll bring cheese. I'll bring cheese. <laughs> cheese and wine. We'll have a work meeting in the bar. <laughs> no, I'll bring you the garden. <laughs> and at least 20 people around us. <laughs> in the car park element. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Um, I've, I've got one shout out. Well, it's not really a shout out as such as an, an announcement. Um. Just uh, on Tuesday nights when we play at Element, we used to do once a month, we do like little tournaments. And next year, we're going to be starting them up again. Um, I think I've got them in as the uh, last Tuesday of every month. So I will post more about it locally. So I hope we can see some of the people who've maybe not been down as much. Ooh, wait, I have a final shout out. I've just realized it. Um, So it's, again, really cheesy, but... If you're listening to this podcast and last summer you were extremely excited like I was about the XTC and you are not Liam who was not selected to join his <laughs> national team and you Liam's know that... never been chosen. <laughs> Lee, uh, I dubbed him as Pirate Captain so next year he's going to be there. <laughs> if your country is not represented at the XTC that we like to call the X-Wing Olympics well, you have to send me an email. You'll find the email in the show notes. Uh, shoot me a message because XTC wants more captains, wants more representation, wants more teams. Find five, sorry, yeah, find four to six buddies 
build up a country team, come compete in the XTC. Because we have learned a lot from edition 2021. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's likely that also edition 22 could be online, given the overall, you know, world situation. Uh, traveling is a challenge, let's be honest. Who would book an intercontinental flight now for August without knowing if like, we'll be able to actually fly out? I so, man, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, to wrap this up, if your country is not represented at the XTC, or if you think you would be a great addition to your local team, get in touch either with me or with your country captain that you can find on the XTC.space. Join the XTC, come have fun, come shout at people while rolling dice. <laughs> the, uh, the Discord for the XTC while it was going on was really fun to, to look at as well. Um, <laughs> with all the, like, just banter and um, mudslinging going on. It was really fun. Yeah, I will put Marcel Manzano in charge of the country banter. Like, each country gets one unmoderated banter, like a fun one, not an offensive one, every week, and we're going to make a contest. I'm thinking about something like that. <laughs> but Marcel gets to rule it. He gets to decide. I, I do hope, though, that everyone remembers that Liam shouldn't be selected for a team. Ever. No, no, <laughs> he's, no. I, he's not I, here to defend himself, so we've got to get all the insults in. Yeah, but, I mean, does he have a lawyer as good as Bob D? Because I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Connor will give it a good try. Yeah. He's a scrub. If, if he's sober. So he's probably scrub. not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, so I'm going to leave it there. So it's uh, goodbye from me, uh, goodbye from Tim. Toodles. Ciao from Filippo. And goodbye from Filippo. We'll see you all next week. YOLO, you only live once. The battle cry of a generation. This life is a precious gift, so don't get too crazy.